How about it? We have reached November in the college football season. I am Matt Barry. This is another edition of Sunday, Bloody Sunday here on the ESPN College Football YouTube channel. I do want to let you guys know we're working on a special project this week, a week in the life of me. And you're thinking, well, why the hell would I care about a week in the life with you? All it does is it gives you an intimate look at our schedules during college football season. And so basically the way this is going to work, it's going to start on a Monday of my sports center schedule. It'll go all the way through to today at the end of recording Sunday, bloody Sunday of what our weeks are like. And specifically what my week is like during college football season. I think you'll find it interesting uh, just because it really is a three and a half, four month grind of wake up onto the next thing, prioritize your time. Uh, I love college football, as you guys know. So it, 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 you know, you wake up tired on Sundays, you wake up tired on Fridays, you wake up tired on Wednesdays when you're traveling to your game on Thursdays. But it really is fun when you think about it's already Sunday, November 5th. And you, you look you're like, well, wait, how did, how did we get to November? It was just Labor Day weekend and our triple header. And now it's November. We're moving on to week 11. And you start getting just a little bit sad that it's almost over because it's the longest offseason in sports. It ends the national championships. That was that first or second week in January. I don't know the date offhand. I'm just trying to live for today. And after that, you go really from the beginning of January to September where there's no college football. And so each and every week, just means a little bit something different, especially when we get into November, where as cliche as it sounds, it's the month you remember in college football because everything's coming down to the end. This entire season where the storylines for the first three and a half months are coming down to the final three weeks. And it's all getting really interesting. Uh, and I, that's where I want to start in the Big 12. I'd like to first cheers Texas, again with Malik Murphy at starting quarterback for Quinn Ewers. They keep finding a way to win. And Sark, and I'm telling I love Steve Sarkeesian for Texas. I was watching that game with the guys in studio yesterday, and we're sitting there going, oh, no, they're up by 20 points in the second half. Texas couldn't close games out this year. This is not going to be the end of the Texas story. We just know it. And Chris Kleiman, I know what he was doing. He was playing for the win on the road, and I don't blame him, but Texas needs to be careful because right now you could argue they have – the best win in the country. Now they lost to Oklahoma. We'll get to them in a minute. But at eight and one and five and one, if Texas wins out and wins the Big 12 championship, they deserve a college football playoff spot. They would be 12 and one with a win over Alabama. They deserve it. And so that was one of those games where Kansas State rose from the dead in the second half, courtesy of a couple of Texas turnovers. But what a game that was in the Big 12, 33-30, the final for Texas. So cheers to the Longhorns. Finding a way to win without your star quarterback is nothing short of miraculous in this season where anything can happen. Cheers number two. This is my big story from Saturday. And we get into Alabama, LSU. I'll talk about them for a minute and everything going on in the SEC. But for me, one of the biggest stories in college football that I want to give some justice to here on Sunday, Bloody Sunday, the Matt Perry Show, is Oklahoma State in the final bedlam in the Big 12 era for who knows how long. Oklahoma State, on their turf, gets the win against Oklahoma to bring the bedlam trophy home and keep it for as long as they want. This is the most one-sided series in a rivalry that you could ever think of, ever. And Mike Gundy had had 
33 appearances against Oklahoma as a player and a coach. 33. Yesterday was only his seventh win against Oklahoma. Seven out of 33. And he gets the one that matters most because Oklahoma off to the SEC, virtually putting an end to this historic rivalry in Oklahoma, 118 meetings. And they get the one that lives forever. And this is an example of why I love this sport so much. Big bad Oklahoma, national championships, Heisman Trophy winners, yet it's little Oklahoma State. The ones that were left behind when Oklahoma jettisoned to the SEC, they get this rivalry. They get the bragging rights. Congratulations to everyone in Stillwater and every Oklahoma State fan that you, for the rest of your lives, no matter what, end this rivalry as winners. That, to me, is such a good story that isn't getting much attention because of Alabama, LSU, and everything going on around the country. So cheers to Mike Gundy. Cheers to the Cowboys. Cheers to Ollie Gordon II, who continues to be a remarkable story. Get him on your Heisman ballot. If he's not on your Heisman ballot, that's on you. He's having a remarkable season. I love that story. Congratulations to Oklahoma State. Helmet sticker uh, to the Pokes for getting that done. Pac-12, Washington, USC, 52-42, the final. Uh, USC was on the doorstep of winning their fourth straight. They, they, they beat Cal, luckily, on the road the week before. And now Michael Penix Jr., Heisman Reel-type night for him. Uh, Dylan Johnson, 26 carries, 256 yards, four touchdowns for Washington. I think that they're back. They had a couple of weeks where they lived dangerously. They did it against Arizona State. They did it against Stanford. Uh, USC's defense is really the perfect slump buster for any offense has been struggling and they showed up at the Coliseum and did it. And that's a good win on the road against a lot of talent in USC. And I think Washington coming in at fifth, uh, a lot of people were wondering what kind of team this was. Look, they gave up 42 points. I get it. It wasn't the greatest defensive effort, but Washington and Oregon, both keeping the pack 12 alive for a college football playoff berth. And that's all that needs to happen. All that needs to happen is Washington. Who's got a pretty tough schedule down the stretch they have at Utah, no home against Utah, at Oregon State, and then the Apple Cup against Washington State. There's a lot of football left for this school, but the big, the Pac 12 needs to just stay there because with everything going on around the country, Florida State's schedule pretty easy. If they're undefeated, I'd be hard pressed to not see them at a college football playoff berth. You got to count for Alabama who took care of LSU yesterday, you have to account for the fact that let's say Alabama wins out in the SEC championship. Let's say Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship. Is the committee going to keep out a one-loss Georgia whose only loss was to Alabama? And if this all ties together, because if you start piecing things around the country together, you look at the Big Ten. Ohio State and Michigan, collision course to their game. Michigan's got Penn State. They're finally going to play somebody. So there's a lot of moving parts with the power five because you'd like to think if there's an undefeated big 10 team they're getting in i already said that if texas wins out with their win over alabama if they're a 12 and 1 big 12 championship champion they get in the sec champ then that's three spots so that leaves one spot for either the acc florida state or the pac-12 and oregon and washington so that there's a lot of uncertainty out there, which makes these final three weeks of the season really, really compelling because of all the playoff spots on the line and all of these teams uh, who are jockeying for a position with the pressure of trying to win out and having to win out 
uh, to remain in the conversation. Ohio State, same as it ever was against Rutgers. Uh, Rutgers didn't take advantage of opportunities in the red zone. 28-7, Ohio State outscored them in the second half. That's what they do. They're boa constrictor number one. Georgia, I would move up to number one in the college football playoff rankings because of what they did against Missouri. I think Kirby Smart hit it on the head in his post-game press conference. He said, look, people are making a big deal out of these close games. Well, games are going to be close in the SEC. That is 100% right. And all Georgia did against another ranked opponent, their second of the season, they went 30-21 to 21 without Brock Bowers. Carson Beck continues to grow in front of our eyes. And so Georgia, I mean, look, they're, they're the best team in the country again. And until someone proves me otherwise, or they prove us otherwise, I don't know that you can think about anything other than them on a collision course to Atlanta in the SEC championship. Scroll down a little bit. Anything else we want to th- Alabama again, LSU, that game lived up to the hype until the end. And I said this with Paul Feinbaum and I'll say it here, uh, by the way, cheers to, to Alabama. I, I love rivalry games and, and, and celebrating the team that gets the win. But when you look at Alabama, is this the most under Herald? Is that a word under Herald? It is now it's Sunday. Who cares? They don't have many superstars. They're just going out and playing football. And that inflection point in their season was on the road in Tampa against South Florida. When Tyler Buckner and Ty Simpson played quarterback and Jalen Milrow didn't even dress. And now who, who would you pick to if, if I gave you a chance to bet the mortgage on a team winning the national championship, a lot of people would go Georgia, but would many people bet against Alabama? I mean, the turnaround of this season, there were many weeks on this show where we were saying, if not when now to get down and beat Alabama and it happened now they are in rhythm and they look really, really good. And I wouldn't look, we do college football playoff rankings uh, on college football final. We were toying around putting Alabama four five or six because of the win against LSU and how they look. But I'm telling you who, who would you bet against right now? Cause you're not betting against Nick Saban. Uh, cheers to Dabo Sweeney and Tyler from Spartanburg. Uh, you guys came together. You motivated the troops and you got to win. Dabo Sweeney, now the winningest coach in Clemson history. You beat Notre Dame. It was a tough week publicly for him because of the exchange on his radio show. But isn't that why we love college? We love college football because of the allegations that Ohio State started the investigation in Michigan allegedly stealing signs. We love college football because these powerful star coaches have call in radio shows during the week. And Tyler from Spartanburg can call in and go after Dabo for underperforming. And on the same week, Dabo undresses this dude on his radio show, goes out and beats 15th ranked Notre Dame. Find me another sport where that happens. You can't. And so Clemson gets the win. One story that I'm going to keep an eye on just because personally, we, we I've got vested interest because Thursday night college football, Dan Mullen, myself, Harry Lyles, were traveling to Louisville to watch Louisville play Virginia and call that game. They're eight and one, five and one in the ACC could be close to the top 10 come Tuesday's playoff rankings. That is now the story. If you like underdogs, Jeff Brom, Louisville, that's your story. Brom goes home to his alma mater and in year one has them on the doorstep of playing for an ACC championship game. Again, find me another sport where a local hero builds his coaching resume, comes home, leads his alma mater to unprecedented heights. It's also good. It's also fun. Three weeks left of the regular season. If you won, cheers. If you lost, have three. 
It was a remarkable Saturday. The first November we had, we've got three weeks of this last left. Remember, we'll send out the link to watch the week in the life. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's been a fun project to work on. And we're just learning a lot. Here's what we know after this last Saturday. Washington can still play football at a high level. Them and Oregon are on a collision course to the Pac-12 championship. Alabama is back and, in my mind, the favorite to win the national championship because why would you bet against Nick Saban? Uh, Ohio State still winning the way Ohio State does. Michigan put away Purdue late. They're going to get theirs at some point against Penn State and finally play somebody. All of this is to say, well, the season's ticking down. There's so much left to be decided. So thank you for watching again. Cheers. Have a good Sunday on another edition of Sunday Bloody Sunday here on the ESPN College Football YouTube channel.